Ready? Here we go again. Gonna wake up the downstairs neighbors. Don't let them beat you up. There's a chorus of opinions, but you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no. Don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let them get you down. You just stand up tall. Sometimes everybody don't know anything at all. All right, you are listening to Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. I'm what's left of Brian. Oh, oh no, man. Brian, what happened? I have been on so many adventures since our last episode came out. So many adventures. Been a long time. I've been shot three times. What? Three times. What? Same person? Yeah, uh, no. Different people. What? Different people it, from uh, all over the country have shot me. Donald Trump was one of them. Uh, oh. There's a kid in Florida and uh, some guy in Texas. And uh, also, I discovered the lost idol of Amon Ra. Uh, long story, won't go into it, but um, the locusts will be my fault. Sorry about that. You, Everyone will know in about a month. My bad. <laughs> anyway, a lot of adventures. Had a lot of things I had to do. Well, you had a lot of downtime. It's been a while since we did one of these things. It's true. It's true. But you know, hey, we're back. We are back, and I, I also have been relatively busy in the last month or so since we did this. I um, I, 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 I watched all of Making a Murderer on Netflix. Cool. And um, I upgraded my Hulu account, so I no longer have commercials on Hulu. So, you know, that's wow. big things popping. That's almost as good as Finding the Lost Idol of Amon Ra. I mean, the commercials I know, on right? Hulu are really annoying. They also, really are. So at, when you, after watching Making a Murderer, are you a murderer now? That was the question. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to lie, I was a little disappointed. I thought just like that. I thought that it was going to be like a how-to like documentary. The type name of, does know, make promises so that the show yeah. does not deliver on. Right. And that is unfortunately not the case. Because, it could be called um, How to Be a Really Bad Murderer. Yes. Uh, have you watched it yet? Yes, I have. Um, I feel like, I mean, this we have very specific business we need to handle today but i feel like we need to discuss a couple things before we why, get to that yeah why and, not we're we're all about one of those or we're all about flowing let's flow absolutely let's let's flow i i i think i'm growing i'm not gonna lie to you i think i'm growing because when you said uh we're all about flowing i instantly wanted to make a menstruating joke and i'm really proud of myself because i didn't I, you did but then i just explained it so so sort of you know what baby steps baby, baby steps. steps right yeah yeah little bitty baby ones baby steps baby steps because I didn't have my period and all of a sudden I had a baby baby steps and, and flow and I think we went back about six or seven paces but whatever walked it back damn it fair enough but so have you uh, so you've watched Making a Murder then I have watched the documentary Making a Murder on Netflix yes did and I you assume- watch all ten episodes I did I watched it all the way through it took me quite a while but I did it. It took me longer than expected to. Um, now, spoiler rule: yes or no on this thing? It's been out for a while, um, and I, you know, you can Google it on the internet if you really care that much. Okay. I mean, if you don't, okay. So, want so it fair spoiled, warning: this is probably gonna have spoilers in it. So if you're if you're I mean, interested I, in it and don't know what happened, I do okay. think we could talk about it without spoilers too. I mean, it's it's. I get, Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's really, pretty nebulous. You know, the whole thing is like, uh, did he, didn't he? And they honestly, 
the end of the documentary, did you have a sense of whether he did or didn't do it? From the end of the documentary, uh, I mean, I leaned one way, but it was, again, I mean, if I was on the jury, I think I was leaning to the side where I would need to acquit because I don't know that I can say that I don't think he did it, mm. but I can say that I don't, that there's definitely reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. So I mean, so I I would probably lean towards acquitting. Um, I'm not saying what they did, spoiler free, but I know if it was me, I would I would lean towards acquitting because, yeah, I think that in my head there's enough reasonable doubt there just based off of all of the shady shit that was done by that uh, sheriff's department. I would totally see, and this is the magic of the documentary. I would vote guilty, hundred percent. Really? I had from the documentary or from things you've read since the documentary. Well, of course I went and, you know, read things. So the documentary right, right. so A, I want to say the documentary, the documentary is incredibly biased. It is incredibly it is. biased. It's like, hey, this sheriff's department is full of evil uh, evidence planning bastards. And it's like, um, okay, why? Because he was well, because they make because they millions. stood to land, they stood to lose, yeah, they stood to lose millions of dollars personally. Yeah, like not personally. Yeah, that they was were the thing that was to pay it. Yeah, they were. That was the thing. That was that was one of the last things they said is because of the amount of it, their insurance or whatever was not going to cover, and it was going to personally affect those people. It, it was going to come out of the the budget for the as the things all things would. It would come out of the budget for the police of that city, meaning that city would be in deep shit. But personally, I don't think those guys. I mean, maybe. Like if, but the lawsuit he was bringing was against the, the not against a specific police officer. It was against his city's police department. They would have been the the ones to lose the money, not like a personal person that did it. Now, don't get me wrong. There was definitely some shady moments where I was like, "Huh, hmm, well, gee." But then I started to think, like, man, why? And I just couldn't come up with a reason as to why, other than yeah, the money. So. That was well. So okay, so based on if if you're able to isolate what you saw from the documentary versus what you read after the fact, from the documentary, did you think guilty of shit or no? Well, I mean, you're talking about a documentary, like I said, that's incredibly biased. You watch the documentary, right. you have tons of doubts. Then you go online and read about oh, all the other stuff about this guy, and you're like, okay, that makes sense. See, and here's the thing, though. I was the same way. There's only I only read because I I went online and read a few things, and of all the stuff that I read, I actually only saw. I think I just kind of went through puberty again on that. Did you hear that? I actually only saw. Oh yeah, no, that's um, there. I, I, I actually only saw. I would say. Maybe two things listed that I actually gave any credence to because. The source for all of the other statements were coming from that uh, the prosecutor, and I'm sorry, but I just I don't think even if it was a biased documentary, there was enough shady shit there that I don't think he has any credibility whatsoever. So the fact that he would then go to some news outlet and say, "Well, there was also this, and there was also this, and there was also this," it, it I question the validity of it. But there was a couple things that I read that I was like, "Okay, well, yeah, then never mind." So. The the silver bullets for me, um, and uh, here's mild spoiler, I suppose. Uh, but the the main things for me was if you read up on what his first was his first wife or first girlfriend, 
the one that in in the documentary there's a moment and this is early on so this isn't a spoiler they make right. it seem like the girl that he is with when he goes into prison the second time leaves him because she He's just can't handle it you know it's oh, just right, so right, right. crazy yeah, like, like they chase her away the right and i just remember away. i remember watching that and going bullshit no uh-uh no i just didn't buy it like, you know like the whole thing seemed it seemed like a whole like why like we talking about harassing and they didn't give any examples of what this woman was dealing with to be harassed other than like made up stuff like oh yeah she goes to the prison and the police officers look at her funny oh poor well, her no remember the one thing that they did that they did claim that probably i would imagine would be on record somewhere was because she had been in jail for a dui yeah they apparently we're doing some kind of Tom fuckery with her parole or some shit. Like they're the, saying she violated her parole or something. And and then like later, but then later when I read online, she actually admits like, yeah, I violated my parole. Like she says, <laughs> I violated my parole. So it's like I think the filmmakers kind of hoodwinked you on hoodwinked me as well as like everybody on that one. And then later, not only did she leave, she left not because she couldn't take it anymore. She left because she's like, he's a violent psychopath. Yeah, no, I just like all these things where I was like, oh, okay. That's kind of weird. And then the fact that he actually had a lot of other, um, they did not report his full past. I thought that was shady by the documentary filmmakers. I was like, so you just picked, you you were like, oh, he has a pretty violent history of violence against women, and you chose not to tell me about that? That's kind of weird that that was such a big deal, you know? If I was on a jury, well, that one, would change my mind. One thing that I uh, that I noticed was um, they they the documentary did kind of breeze over at, when they were talking about his troubled past. They kind of breezed past that he he one time tossed a cat through a bonfire type thing, and apparently what actually happened was he apparently doused the cat with gasoline or something, and then mm-hmm. torched it. Yeah, so it's like eh, that was a that was another different. moment for me that's too. Like, yeah. Where like I was like I feel like you're just not telling me, mm, like it just felt like there was more to that, and I think I just didn't trust the documentary people after I started to question some of that stuff and looked it up online and found the other stuff. After that, the documentary had a hard time getting me back because I was like, okay, you can't like a lot of the stuff they started nitpicking was like, well now I don't even know if you're telling me the truth. So what the heck? See, and here's the thing that I. Uh the one part, though, that I have to say that I don't think about documentary was being biased on because I just I can't I can't frame in my head how this would possibly make sense. They have the videotaped confession interrogation of his nephew. Yeah. Right. And, you know, earlier in the se- in the in the season. Right. Season series. Is, is it going to be a season two? It's mini series. That's no, a mini series. OK. So um, if there's another one, that's amazing. <laughs> Sequels. Um, it's like Survivor. I start to think it's less and less realistic. Wait a minute. Um, but earlier in the in the sh- in the series, they had, you know, you saw that after he was interrogated, his mom comes in and they're talking still on camera, and he's telling her that he made the shit up. They got in his head, yada yada yada, and it seemed like a very genuine moment because there was nobody to be performing for. He like, you know, he's a dumb kid. He didn't know he was on camera type of thing anyway. Mm. He legitimately thought he was going right, to go right, go right back to class. Right. And so he he didn't know his situation. So I feel like that was a genuine honest moment where he was you know confiding in his mom about I just said stuff 
they made me they got in my head i didn't you know none of it's true and then when it came around to again i don't want to say the outcome of of, of either case because the series does focus on Stephen yeah, avery but the, also brandon desi's case yeah um but at one point in his case the prosecution shows the videotaped uh confession slash interrogation and then they stop the footage before his mom comes in they ha- we ha- we see the private moment and I get that for the prosecution to want to do that, but they actually said the defense and the defense and the prosecution both agree that there's nothing further that's that uh, lends any merit to the case. And I was just sitting there floored because I was like, "What defense team ever would mm-hmm. agree to let that not make it to the jury?" Yeah, no, I I will say, uh, it, it, if what I di- I didn't like that the documentary tried to make it seem like he's completely innocent. Like their documentary, just spoiler, the documentary tries to make it seem like he's innocent for the most part. I get the vibe that they are leaning heavily that way. Also, if you read the newspapers, there was all these people who were like, we signed a petition, Obama, let him out and all this. I'm like, there is not enough evidence there for me to say he should get a petition to be released. His case reviewed, sure, but released just because a documentary came out? Uh Uh-uh, no. But I will say this. It was a great documentary about the elusive nature of justice, the idea of justice. Oh, absolutely. And it certainly was a great look at um, uh, politics and and miscarriages of justice or, or poorly performed justice on a local level that can happen, you know, like small town kind of bullshit that can go down. And it's like, well, this guy got hosed because of these, these things. Or, or you know, it was a very good... You shouldn't... You should neither assume innocence nor presume guilt either one and uh i feel like it did a good job on that but as far as for like exonerating a dude i didn't do it for me i was like nah, i don't know now we got to get on to some other topics here uh, before we do though i wanted to point out one thing and this is going to be minor spoilerish, but really not to the overall everything of, the, of what that show was about but right th- the big the big takeaway that really hit me hardest is uh he gets arrested, mm-hmm. um, goes to jail, and throughout his whole trial period, he's he's in custody. He does not get bail. And he has, as we talked about, he has a girlfriend or whatever, a fiancé, when he goes in, right? And she right. ends up leaving him. Yeah. While he is in jail, on trial for this murder mutilation case of another woman, mm. of this rape and murder and mutilation of a woman, he gets a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like he gets like a pen pal that turns into his girlfriend that lit- legitimately becomes like a relationship to him. Like yep. she is a, he gets a girlfriend. I have never raped, murdered, or mutilated anybody and I'm not in any sort of incarceration and I'm still fucking single. And I was just like, that was like a slap <laughs> in the face, especially around <laughs> Valentine's Day because this guy is on trial in prison for some heinous shit against women mm. or a woman, and he gets he gets a brand new girlfriend, and I'm sitting there going, "What the fuck is wrong with me?" Uh, well, I don't know if you'd want that girlfriend. She seemed I know, but unique. I'm just saying. But yeah, you have to understand. There is a, it's there is just like it. It's I feel like. That that the documentary people were making fun of me. I feel like that was intentionally poked at me. That they really they. In, I don't know if you saw at the end of the credits of the last episode. There was a thanks to Seth Yonka for being single. It said exclamation. Yeah, points. And, then, and then and then an emoji of a middle finger. 
And there's a little poo emoji pile too. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. Like, uh, yeah, they got they got in there. But um, yep. uh, yeah, no, totally interesting documentary. Not uh, uh, b- about the elusive nature of justice. Mm-hmm. Speaking of interesting documentaries, have you seen Deadpool yet? Yes, that was good. Uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. What did you think? I thought it was fantastic. Okay. Incredibly well written. Uh, Ryan yeah. Reynolds knocks it out the fucking park, as does everyone in the cast. Uh, great direction, great writing, great. It's just, it was a well made movie. I can't remember the last time I actually laughed, like belly laughed, at an opening credit sequence. Yep. No, and it, it didn't it involve you. any dialogue. Yeah, no, and it catches you by surprise. Uh, Oh yeah. Now, I, okay, so the thing I really want to talk about about Deadpool, because uh, I think mm. okay, I mean, this will be the easiest part ever. Did you think it was a great movie? Yeah. Did you think it was a great movie? Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. I mean, <laughs> we could just be done because it's fucking fantastic. Spoiler rule is in effect though for this one. No, no, for sure. But I want to talk about. Uh, J- did you see James Gunn, director of Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Two? Uh, he made a great Facebook post about how I am so pumped about Deadpool having the great box office it has, which, by the way, it is projected now to beat Passion of the Christ for most uh, most money made for an R-rated film. So uh, we can awesome. take away that guys that die and are resurrected in R-rated movies make lots of money at the box office. So there you go. Well, um, except that Deadpool does have the whole regeneration thing. So, I mean, so does kind Jesus. of. That's what I'm saying, though. You can't take that away because technically... I think Deadpool probably died over and over and over again and was resurrected, and it, so I think, I think True. that that category actually still applies. Look, I'm a Hollywood executive. I'm greenlighting anything with somebody who dies and is resurrected, and it's sort of like amazing. That's it. Boom. And they could do miracles. Done. Bring me that script. So what were you going to say about James Gunn? Actually, who, what James- by the way is is officially is officially now. I think I don't know if they're public about it, but I can definitely confirm he is definitely dating my friend. Hey, nice. Well, he has right? a great uh, <laughs> he has a great um, uh, take on the Deadpool thing. Uh, I loved what he said. He wrote a post. It was like, <clears throat> guys, just watch. Hollywood is going to get this spectacularly wrong. They're going to look at it and go, R-rated action comedies with people in red suits are what makes money. They're not going to sit down and go, <laughs> quality writing and uh, people who are passionate about the project make great movies. That will not happen. It will somehow we're going to get like a fuck ton of like R-rated comic book movies making fun of comic book movies now. That's going to be all over the place. I, but he's um, right. He always very right. And I actually, I don't know if this is fact or, you know, I just saw it on a Facebook thing go across. So I don't know if this is real and I didn't research it because I didn't care enough. But... I did see a headline go across that said that Fox has already confirmed that they're going to do a rated R Wolverine movie now. Yep. It is begun. Which which could work cuz Wolverine's another character. That's the, that was one of the things I saw is that they can't I mean they could all go R rated, but the reason it worked wasn't just because it was R rated. It right. worked because it was Deadpool and that character needs to be R rated. But yes. you don't need to have the Guardians of the Galaxy with an R rating. Because part of their humor comes from the fact that we all know Star Lord was going to say "what the fuck," but that thing went when he said the f word. Like that's that's that level of humor. You don't need 
the, right. the profanity in it. And I'm not against profanity. Anybody that listens to the show knows we occasionally say a naughty word or two. Every once in a uh, while. In fact, that's how I sell this show to people. When I'm telling people about our show, I'm always like, if they sound like they're interested and they're going to listen, the next sentence out of my mouth is, by the way, I apologize in advance for the uh, for the language. For the amount of butt plug talk we engage in, but uh, there's a lot of dick. There is so much penis on this show. So much cock just flying all over the place. Um, but no, uh, oh god, what was the point where you you said something and I was uh, before the butt plugs and penises. Um, oh, I was saying that that it, it fit the character. Not every yes. comic book movie needs to go R rated because then it's not going to make sense for all of them. No, no I, and I agree. Like Wolverine, sure, R rated. Yeah, I, I've been waiting for an R rated Wolverine movie. Like we were all pissed off and said, "Where's our R rated Wolverine movie? You dick, you dicks!" And they did not yeah. give us one. But um, it, it it's the same thing that happened with King DC and King Batman and Superman. I don't need a gritty Superman reboot. I need a Superman movie. That's a good Superman movie, Zack Snyder. So as long as we're just, you know, just gonna take out my a wee 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 tinkle on that movie real quick. That movie's gonna suck. Calling it now. Batman vs Superman. Get ready for a two and a half hour suck fest. I am excited for Suicide Squad though. That trailer was at the beginning of Deadpool, and I was totes excited for that. I, I think it's gonna be good, and also I think it's gonna benefit. If, if any movie's going to benefit from Deadpool's R rated going well, it'll be the Suicide Squad. Hopefully, they kind of let David Ayer be like, oh, he's gonna make it R rated. We're fine with that. Because I don't really want to see a PG-13 Suicide Squad movie. It's called Suicide Squad, about bad guys well, that minute. murder people. Isn't isn't it done? Isn't it done, ready to come out? It hasn't been submitted for a ratings check yet, so usually they film like a bunch of hardcore shit and make, they submit it. MPA comes back like, <laughs> no, take this out and this out and this out. And then they cut that out and they're like, okay, we good? And they go, yeah. And that's how you get a... a away with a pretty hefty PG-13. So I'm betting they okay. already have some pretty, you know, that it's pretty, that's an R rating right now before they even submit it. Then they'll submit it, and they might actually be okay with The studio might go, R rating, we're okay with that. Because usually what happens is they submit it. I'm trying to remember. I want to say the last Wolverine movie, the one raised in Japan, they did that, where they had the first cut was an R rated cut, and then they went back and cut some stuff out. They shot it more graphic than it needed to be. So the MPA was like, "Oh, you only have to cut these things out." So that it was a pretty hard PG thirteen. So okay. they do that a lot. I think maybe that's what they've done with Suicide Squad. But either way, I I think as long as Suicide Squad has well written characters and a coherent plot, it'll be a good film. But uh, I'm it, honestly just excited to see Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I'm not me gonna too. Lie. I think she, I think she and Jared Leto are actually going to be quite good. They're going to steal the film. Uh, and I got to say, Jai Courtney looks awesome. As far as I can tell, his superhero power is being Australian uh, and punching everything and drinking lots of beer. Uh, yeah. Based on the last preview I saw, I was like, is that Australian man? I don't know much about Suicide Squad. <laughs> I was like, his that name's was Captain Jack. That was god awful. That was awful. Let's file that under things Seth can't handle. Let's If we ever need an Australian accent, uh, good day, mate. That's about okay. all I can that, do, and then we're manage. done. We'll, we'll get Hugh Jackman in to double for you if we need to. Um, which you know. brings us back to Deadpool. I I do want to just call attention to the fact that finally, finally, they got Colossus right. Yeah, I thought that was the best use of that character ever, the best portrayal of that character oh, ever. Yeah. I hope it carries over to um, Apocalypse. 
X-Men Apocalypse, but I don't think it I will. I don't think it will. Brian Singer Which has sucks. his own vision of Apocalypse that is different, and I think that, uh, yeah, it's not It's too make. shiny. No, it's yeah, just yeah. shinier. It's like, it's like, oh, he's a shiny metal man. It's like this was, he's Russian. He's big. He's feels like the the old G.I. Joe after school special cartoon clips. Like, that's what it's supposed to feel like. Yep. No, they nailed it. They got him right, and uh, they got Deadpool completely right. Like from oh, top God, to yes. Bottom. Uh, and, I lo- yeah. and I loved that they took shots at not only superhero films, but they took shots at the previous incarnation of Deadpool several times. Oh, yeah. That movie is filled with Easter eggs. If you're a, like oh, that. God, it's so I also, good. I have to say, um, for our viewers that don't like s- superhero films, or our listeners, sorry, no one views us, thank God. Um, for our listeners that are not big superhero film fans, my wife is not a, she's not anti-superhero film fan, but she's they're not her favorite. Um, All right. She absolutely loved Deadpool, loved the love story. She thought she was like that is the best love montage I've ever seen. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you're if you're like, oh, I don't know if I like Deadpool or not because I don't know if I like comic movies. I most people I know who've watched it and were not comic book fans loved it. It's a very it's a comedy first. It's also oh, a pretty absolutely. decent action film, and then it's a superhero film. Like, and down it's barely a superhero film because the whole point of Deadpool is he doesn't want to be a superhero, right? Also, I want to shout out right now, I am drinking a Mike's Hard Strawberry Lemonade that is limited edition Deadpool, uh, and I'm pretty pumped about that. It tastes terrible and like ass, but it's got a picture of Deadpool on the side of it, so yay. Yeah, I was almost going to steal that from you when I saw you walk in with that, because that's, uh, that's kind of awesome. But oh, it's I've awesome. Got my, I, I've got my, my standard non-super-powered Blue Moon, um, but you know, it's... It, I like that we officially have just we've pulled back the curtain on this show and we're like, by the way, we just sit here and drink in the studio. We drink, we drink in the studio. It happens, and uh, everyone's okay with it, uh, or at least they see they're okay with it because they don't have any options. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> but um, yeah, uh, we should get sponsored by Blue Moon, and they should also make right? a superhero named Blue Moon who just goes around with like a blue ass, you know, he moons people, <laughs> and, like takes his pants down, and is like, whoa. I've been to surprise the bad guys into surrendering. Well, like his, I, uh, his backstory needs to be like he had like sex with Papa Smurf once and it went wrong. And then like, oh, God, no, now my butt's blue. You've got to go out and use your powers. And he left Smurfville to go be the blue moon. There you go, blue moon. It's your ad campaign. Just did your work for you. Problem solved. Well, I don't know if that'll ever happen. Hopefully. Um, but also, uh, we might, we might be able to get blue moon sponsors, but you did effectively just shoot us in the foot forever having Mike's hard lemonade sponsor us when you told us about it. And then you followed immediately with it tastes terrible, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still drinking it. I mean, that should be a standard. You right are, there. you I mean, are, it, but I, 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 most endorsements don't generally want to have negative reviews about their own product in them. Well, we're, we, we, you know what? We don't want to be sponsored by Mike's hard lemonade. Who, who wants that? No one. No one at all. Not me. Says the guy drinking it. Anyway. Keep your money, Mike's hard. I don't want it. Your name sounds so, like someone fucked a can of lemonade. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> now I, uh, I I feel like there's something there's something going on in Hollywood right around now. I can't place it. I can't think of what a it, young um, starlet is letting her dreams die and realizing that no matter how many producers she blows, she won't get that role. Is that what you're 
No, not no, that one. No, they never realize uh, that. They never realize a, that. A high-powered studio executive is overdosing on cocaine and greenlighting Smurfs 3 because fuck it, trilogy time. That That's what you're thinking of? That That is that is not what I was thinking of, but that's true. Speaking of um, movies that continue to be sequelized that don't need to be, I don't know if I told, I don't know if I said this on the show or to you at all, but when I was watching uh, Star Wars, they had a preview for Kung Fu Panda 3 before it. Yep. And did I tell you about my, uh, I, the the buddy I went to see it with, what he says? No. This part? We're sitting there watching the trailers and it's, you know, and the whole thing. And then, you know, it's like at the end, it's like Kung Fu Panda 3. And he just leans over just super dry and just goes, so does it bother you that as a country we're on our third Kung Fu Panda but only our first black president? It's <laughs> a fair point. It's <laughs> a fair point. I was like, well. I didn't have a response for it other than just laughing out loud and getting shh from the people behind me. Oh, well. And if it's any help, Mike's Hard Lemonade tastes like a panda jizzed into a rag. Uh, then they wiped down the inside of a car with it, and then they wrung it out into a, a, a bottle of lemonade and served it to me, just to really bring that back home. You know, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna let you know now. Um, I was talking to uh, one of our bosses over at Dryon Productions, and yep. you're doing, you're doing great on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he's happy with what we're doing, but I, I have, I have a strong sense that uh, that application you put into uh, to also work for the marketing department yeah i don't i don't think you're gonna get that i'm sorry that's bs why not i don't know something about um just absolutely portraying the exact opposite of what any sponsor would want us to to put out there something something like that i'm not based on what i just said about mike's hard lemonade i guarantee you like a bunch of 20 year old guys would totally dare each other to drink that pretty sure they already do that um so yeah, enjoy your pandages towel, folks. That's the name of our episode, <laughs> by the way. Pandages towel. That's there you go. That's going in there. Done. All right. Done. I love the. I love when we can name the title or name the title. Wow. I apparently have been having too many blue moons. Is um, when we can name the episode like within the first third we're, of it. That's we're gonna great. call it the Mike's Hard Lemonade presents the pandages towel. <laughs> doing it just to really piss them off we'll see we'll know if mike's hard lemonade has anybody watching the market because they'll be they will sue us we will get a oh, cease course. and desist and takedown letter if we put that up but uh we'll see we'll see anyway <laughs> why not but no aside from that lovely bit of sponsorship and sure. also the starlet's Blowing producers that are right. What is happening in Hollywood? Well, I'm surprised you haven't heard, Brian. I haven't. I don't know what's going on. There's this uh, get together of a lot of a lot of really not ethnic people mm-hmm. that are going to be giving each other awards for their work on uh, on uh, their cinematic ventures. I oh think. My God, that sounds the, lame. Uh, a bunch of I know, people right? that make a lot of money and are devoid of ethnicity are going to get together and. Pat each other on the back, mm-hmm. and and I I think I think that it's uh, all being done out of like garbage cans because they call it the Oscars. Yeah, there'll probably be a Muppet in there somewhere. I bet. Yeah, I think it's called Brangelina. <laughs> it's a Muppet. But no, man, it's it, this is like Christmas for you, isn't it? 
You know, this year I've had a hard time. It's like really? uh, I just I I've watched I've even watched most of the contenders. Um, and I'm I just I'm like eh. For some reason, when eh. the way you say it like that, I've watched most of the contenders. I I I just picture you watching The Bachelor over and over again. Uh no, I would never watch that show because that show is the equivalent of a panda jizzing into a sock on television. <laughs> okay, wait. What is worse, American Idol or The Bachelor? Oh, The Bachelor. The Bachelor, hands down. That really? is a that is a crime against humanity that should not exist. I'm sorry, listeners. For our listeners that do watch The Bachelor, enjoy it, continue to love it, but know that you're killing romance by watching that show. It is not love. <laughs> it is staged. It's fake. It's a lie. And um, I hope you I hope you find real love and not sad Bachelor love because that show sucks. Speaking of your clear passion for reality TV. I yep. did want to tell you, I don't remember if I told you this or not, um, over the holidays, remember I went back home to Illinois, visited the folks, mm-hmm. and my mom, who is a, a devout listener of the show, I've had to warn her off of some of our quarter hours, I've had to literally give her a call and say, FYI, ignore that one, don't, just don't, <laughs> don't go there, a lot Censorship of Censorship is a that. good thing sometimes. Yeah, and uh, well that's the thing, we refuse to censor our show, and I think a lot of our listeners appreciate that, but there are some of our listeners that might want the warning that this one shouldn't probably be heard by anybody in society. This so, is true. So, uh, but I was back I was back home, and I don't remember how it came up, but Carrie Underwood was either on TV or she came on the radio or something, and I don't know. And my mom actually says, and for the purpose of this, I'll, my non-Jewish Jewish mother says, Mm. You know, I was thinking we should get uh, we should get your new CD for Brian for Christmas. <laughs> so not only is it so well known that you hate Carrie Underwood and you think she's the spawn of Satan or whatever, right? But m- my mom wants to troll you with Carrie Underwood merchandise. At this, I point. was just about to say your non-Jewish Jewish mother wants to troll me with Carrie Underwood merchandise. You know what? I'm fine with that. Dear listeners of the show, <laughs> send me all the Carrie Underwood merchandise you would like. And I will put pictures up on our Facebook of me lighting it on fire or throwing it at Carrie Underwood, which because she lives down the street, I'll throw it at or her. Or listening to it and crying. I will never listen to it. No, if I listen to it, I will be in a black robe, summoning some horrible, horrible spawn of hell. And I don't do that <laughs> because I'm a good boy. I don't listen to Carrie Underwood and summon spawns of hell. So no, you will not listen to it. I will just light it on fire. Which summons nothing, by the way. It's true. Yeah. So, so I should tell you. But the Oscars are coming up. And the Oscars are coming up. I am excited still. I mean, I, I think you sound the thing excited. That, the thing that killed it for me was this diversity argument. I mean, yes, the Oscars could be more diverse. Surprise. Um, but no. Well, you say what you're going to say, then I have my own. Unless we agree, and then I'll just go, uh-huh. Sure. It is, uh, I mean, I felt like there was some merit to what some people had to say, but honestly, I was hard-pressed to think of African-American films that deserve to get nominated. Straight out of Compton was a good movie, but it wasn't Oscar-worthy? Maybe. They did have somebody that died of AIDS. I mean, that should be a shoe-in. That usually helps. Uh, I, I did, should Michael B. Jordan have been nominated for Creed? No, I didn't think he was that good. And I thought he was good, but he wasn't Oscar-worthy good. He didn't have a bear, you know, rape the shit out of him. Fuck no. Yeah, I'm sorry. Leo deserves it. It's going to happen. Why Why anyone was mad about that, I didn't know. Uh, although I knew why they were mad. 
but the whole boycott thing, I, I thought it was suspicious that it started with Will Smith, who really thought he deserved to be nominated for his football concussion movie. And when he didn't, yeah. suddenly then he and Jada, P- Jada Pinkett Smith and Spike Lee, whose film Chirac also did not get nominated, suddenly then after the nominations, they're like, oh, we're not going. And I was like, okay, that kind of shit's all over. What about all the other African-American people that are nominated in multiple categories that are not those? That seems kind of a dick move. That was the thing that I that I actually saw and, and agreed with was, yes, there are... It's literally none, right? For as far as the acting categories, there are no, no African American actors or actresses. They're absolutely okay. correct. There are no African American uh, nominees in the acting categories or in the directing uh, category. Um, okay. And I, I thought, by the way, the guy that directed Creed, Ryan Coogler, totally should have gotten nominated. Great, really snubbed him. But then there were other people who were white and Spanish and Chinese that I shot thought should have gotten nominated too that didn't. So it's not like they, I right. think, specifically were like, you know what? No black people this year. <laughs> I just don't see that conversation <laughs> happening in Hollywood. Right. And but the thing I saw was that people are by by throwing such a hissy fit, and you kind of just you kind of just mentioned it, but by throwing such a hissy fit about the lack of diverse nominations in what what are being called quote unquote the pretty categories, the ones that "Quote unquote," people care about. I'm doing finger right. quotes for all of our listeners that do watch our show, mm. and um, but there there are plenty of diverse nominations or nominees, rather. There are plenty of diverse nominees in the other categories. You know, the ones that that are just as important to making a film happen. We have both we have both worked on creating uh, films, both. Uh, ridiculous but also with some merit to them sure. and the amount of people involved on that crew are way more than your matt damon and your you know your scarlett johansson you there's a lot more that goes into it and so by by throwing a fit and saying we're gonna boycott the oscars because the important awards didn't didn't aren't up for any of our people it's like, well, what about all of your people that are up for the other stuff that matters, like the the guy running the camera, the guy running your editing, your sound, your your visual effects, makeup, costume, set, all of the the writers, all of that shit. It's like mm. you're basically saying, you guys don't matter as much because you know you were nominated, but that doesn't help our message. Granted, you and I are as white as can be. I mean, you at least have the ability to tan slightly. I don't. I am. I am literally. I'm waiting for them to remake Casper the Friendly Ghost because I'm in it. Fair play. Fair play here. We are really white. Um, and I I have never really been, uh, not put up for an award or anything because of being white. Oh, I thought you were gonna say I've never really been a fan of black people. I was like, that's a bit (laughs) far. No. Uh, actually, I'm a big fan. Of the host of the Oscars, who's black? Who's that? Chris what? Rock. What? I was just, that was that was a moment where I was like, guys, you're gonna boycott the Oscars where the host is black. Seems like like it's really deflating your argument. And then I love like they interviewed. I've been watching some interviews with like Ice Cube and stuff on um uh, where he where he was doing you know uh his right along two movie just came out and that was it came out right about the time the controversy was going down and since he's a producer of straight out of compton 
not it not getting nominated directly affected him. You know, he should be there on Oscar Day, uh, Oscar Sunday, if it had been nominated. And he was like, no, I understand. I mean, do I think it should have gotten nominated? Yeah, I think it's an amazing movie, but it didn't get nominated. I'm not going to boycott it or be mad at it or whatever. You know, he's like, it just that was his attitude. That's Ice Cube. You don't get blacker than Ice Cube unless it's Sam Jackson, for God's sakes. <laughs> Maybe Kendrick Lamar right now. But Ice Cube is as black as the black community gets. He is he is black culture. And if he was like, eh, I don't think they're racist. I think they're idiots for not nominating my movie, but they're not racists. Then I think we could yeah. put that one to bed. You know, like I think that's that we're done. You know, and the only the only African-American celebrities I heard who were pissed off and called it racist were the ones that were mad they didn't get nominated. Spike Lee right. and Will Smith. And sorry, ever since Will Smith joined Scientology, he's been a little out there for me. So if you want to if I want to be anything, think- I will be religiousist and say that I'm glad he didn't get nominated cuz I don't like Scientologists. So what's the what's the over under on uh Chris Rock jokes at the Oscars about how there are no black people nominated though? Oh my God! There's going to be so many, and I bet they'll be hilarious as shit too, because he's funny and he yeah. does racial humor great. He is funny. I would not be surprised if, you know, if it's a plant by him to give himself some, you know, he's like, oh hey, I need some uh, really good uh, material. Cool. Uh, hey Will Smith, can you get pissed off? Spike Lee, I assume you are already. Cool. Awesome. Bye. And uh, just that, and now he's like, sweet. Now I got all this material. I could be. I don't know. And I, I like I said, they're not a hundred percent wrong. Sure. There should be more diversity, but mm-hmm. it's not like it's a bunch of racist plantation owning white people sitting up there at the <laughs> Oscars going, mm, no nominations for the dockies this year. Oh, bring me another mint julep, Philip. You know, I got No, that's not what's going on. <laughs> Sorry. It sucks. Ryan Coogler should have got nominated for Creed. Hell, Creed should have got nominated for Best Picture. But, uh, eh. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, but we got to get to it. We we uh, do. We got to do our Let's thing, do. man. We need to. We I, I think our listeners are expecting it, and uh, I I don't really want to get another angry email. Uh, we missed the Grammys, so we need to do oh. this. We need to. Uh, we got to do a whole other podcast about the Grammys and Kanye West. I mean, man, <laughs> that has been entertaining to see. You want to talk about somebody that's not doing much for Black culture right now? It's Mr. West. Um, And uh, anyway, I won't even open that can of worms. Next podcast, folks. Yeah, we'll we'll get into the Grammys. Yeah, we'll time travel for that one. Uh, But yes, Oscars. Are you ready for your Oscar picks? Twenty. Yeah, we got to do our Oscar picks. But I, uh, you know, so so what are we? are, Are we are we putting anything on this this year? Cover photo, I assume. Facebook cover photo. Okay. Facebook cover photo. Yeah, we got that kitten in a bowl of cereal for a while. But I wanted to spice it up a little bit. I wanted to uh, bounce something off you because I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, the month of February is almost over. It is. Coming to a close. And you know what comes after that? March. And you know what I think of when I think of you and March? NCAA basketball? I sure do. March Madness. And I think we should have our own March Madness. So, yes, whichever of us gets the most picks right, we get to change the the pro, uh, not the profile, the cover picture for our uh, Downstairs Neighbors Facebook page. Okay. But I think that whoever wins also gets to dictate a challenge to the loser 
one per week. So we'll have, let's say, Friday. Every Friday in March, okay. we will have the the loser is going to have to do something on Facebook as decreed by the winner on our on our downstairs neighbor's Facebook page, so all of our listeners can go and and uh, and see the the wonderment. Okay, that sounds fair. I do that. So yeah. just be like every Friday. Um, there'll be something up in, in March. Every Friday in March, there will be mm-hmm. something from the loser that the winner said, hey, you got to do this. And it can only exactly. be on Facebook. So it can't be something like, you have to go to downtown LA and sky jump off a skyscraper and take a picture. Like that right. That feels like it's insane. It's got to be something that can be put on Facebook fairly easily. Right. Like you might have to go out and do something in public. And I'm already assuming that I'm winning. You might have to go out and do something in public and okay. like maybe take a short video of it and that goes on Facebook. But yeah, exactly. Like nothing, nothing that's going to, uh, you know, make one of us have to find a replacement co-host. But yes. OK, fair enough. Then deal, Are you deal's scared? On. Are you nervous now? Nope. Right. I know how this the Oscar goes every year. I win the shit out of this. So. God damn it. All uh, right. Well, um, have you right, seen so have, just before we start, have you seen any of the nominated movies? I didn't think so. Have I seen any of them? Yes, I've seen some. Oh, okay. Well, then I feel slightly less confident about my chances. Slightly. I mean, Fantastic Four was nominated, right? Uh, multiple times. I did watch that, Good. by the way. Did I you? I watched Fan a whole other podcast. Uh, standing in front of the red box and the missus was like you want to have the worst double feature ever let's watch fantastic four and the maze runner sequel in one night oh my god we need to do another episode soon yeah it it was pretty amazing but oscar picks let's get to them because we gotta do it with time is of the essence time is of the essence we are we are already running out of time because we uh we we talked we got off topic and stayed (laughs) talked about Uh, murderers and bandages got it we gotta get going (laughs) So, right, so um, how many how many categories are there? How many awards we got? God, I, I don't know. Like multiple, like probably like fifteen. Okay, let's go. All right, best. We'll start with the big one. Best picture. The nominees Deadpool. are the. Oh. Okay, you voted Deadpool. Awesome. No, I vote the Revenant. Never mind. No, no. Wait, what? What? What are, the, what are the options? You you actually want to pick from the options? You don't want to? All right. Yes. Fair enough. I I think you should say. Deadpool. They don't let me do write-ins. I tried. Oh. Okay, so the best picture of the nominations are The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max, Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, Room, and Spotlight. I'm choosing The Revenant. That was, that was I said that already, so The Revenant is my choice. So I got to go with it, though. I think you're right. If we get a tie, then we both We're not going to go do... on the same on all of them. We do, we... we do have some in common. Okay, but I'm just going to say we're, we're going to... If we tie, we're both just going to do ridiculous shit. The end. Uh, <laughs> actor in a leading role, Brian Cranston for Trumbo, Matt Damon for The Martian, Leo DiCaprio for The Revenant, Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs. Wait, we can Eddie skip Redmond it. We're already Trump. both going to go Leo. Leo. Also, I mean, it's We've talked about that. Yeah. Actress in a leading role, Kate Blanchett for Carol, Brie Larson for Room, Jennifer Lawrence for Joy, Charlotte Rampling for 45 Years, and Saoirse Ronan for Brooklyn. You, you get to pick first on this one because I picked Read first. Read them on. one more time. Kate Blanchett, Brie Larson, Jennifer Lawrence, Charlotte Rampling, and Saoirse Ronan. That last Ronan. one is an... You know the Irish chick? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Brie Larson for Room. I dig the okay. shit out of her. She's awesome. I Well, I almost went J-Law just because I love her to death, but I'm going to go I'm gonna go Irish. By the right. way, I'm also so assigning because Irish. I did it last year. It's going to be your responsibility to listen back to this and uh, and note down who said what. I will. 
Okay. Uh, actor in a supporting role, Christian Bale for The Big Short, Tom Hardy for The Revenant. Oh, my God, I just realized that Batman and Bane are nominated in the same category. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. And Mark Ruffalo for Spotlight, The Hulk. What? No! Oh, my God! Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies and Sylvester Stallone for Creed. I am going to choose Stallone for Creed. I, he's I didn't know he was fucking nominated, but yeah, that's that's a good pick. I'm going to go Crazy. different just to be different, but um, I'm going to go with uh, Bane. I was going to say Batman, Bane, or the Hulk. <laughs> All right, so you're going with Bane for The Revenant. Got it. Mm-hmm. Actress in a supporting role, Jennifer Jason Leigh in The Hateful Eight, Rooney Mara in Carol, Rachel McAdams in Spotlight, Alicia Vikander for The Danish Girl, and Kate Winslet for Steve Jabs. Me first? Um, Yeah, I went first last time, so you go first this time, to be fair. I'm going to go with The Danish Girl one. Uh, Oh, Alicia Vikander? She is pretty Mm -hmm. awesome. I'm going to go with Kate Winslet, just to be different, and also they just give her awards every flipping year, so... (laughs) I'm gonna play the odds and bet that it's Kate Winslet. Do you really Jobs. think that that both of the lead part lead actors in Titanic are gonna win Oscars this year? Yes, and it'll be beautiful, and they will play. My heart will go on, and they'll bring <laughs> out the the heart of the ocean, and Celine Dion will pipe. It's gonna be amazing. Oh my god! Uh, okay. you, you you are not gonna have enough lotion and Kleenex to watch these Oscars, are you? No, they're just <laughs> more jizz than a panda. Um, more, more jizz than Mike's Heart Lemonade. That's true. Uh, best feature uh, animated feature film or the animated film now uh, Anomaly Boy in the World Inside Out Shaun the Sheep movie and where Mar- uh, when Marnie was there Inside Out Inside Out yeah me too so Pixar. it's gotta be that f- that was one of the best mo- that should be just literally in the best picture category for yeah no no for sure that was an amazing movie uh, we're getting and into Deadpool. the technical ones uh, the cinematography award Carol uh, Revenant. <laughs> the Hateful Eight, Mad Max, The Revenant, and Sicario. You're going Revenant. See, I want to go Revenant, and I think it's gonna be Reverend. But there's a there's an injustice most people don't know about. Everybody's mad about Leo not winning. Roger Deakins, the cinematographer for Sicario, has been nominated for the Oscar twelve times. Holy shit! He has shot the almost every single Coen Brothers movie, including No Country for Old Men, when it uh... won for Best Picture. All of these skin awards, and they've never given it to him. I'm picking him just because I'm sad and I want him to win. I'm probably wrong. You're probably right. It'll probably be The Revenant, but I'm going with Sicario. You know what? I respect that. I'm still sticking with Revenant, but I respect the pick and your reasoning behind it. So this, if, if I do weird shit on Facebook, it's at least down to Roger Deacon's criminally underlooked ability. Okay, here we go. In through the costume design. Carol, Cinderella, The Danish Girl, Mad Max, and The Revenant. I am going to go with Mad Max. That kind of popped out to me, too, but I'm going to read them again. I might want to go something different just to be different. So you're going which which one? Uh, read them again, because this is for oh. costume, right? Yes, costume. Carol, Cinderella, The Danish Girl, Mad Max, and The Revenant. That. I mean, Mad Max is the most... They had the most creativity like they had the most to work with as far as being able to create something new so i'm i'm sorry i'm gonna have to go tie with you on this one double on that one okay fair enough if we're both wrong we both lose points uh for the record my wife thought it would be cinderella or what does um, she know all right not like she (laughs) she thought cinderella would win it or mad max um by the way for for those listeners that don't get that joke his wife is a costumer so and a damn sexy one at that uh damn sexy one 
who directed. also went to Hogwarts recently. That's true. Oh man, that's another podcast. podcast. I need to talk oh, to you God, about that. We have so much. Uh, yeah. All right, the directing. Um, the Big Short, Mad Max, The Revenant, Room, and Spotlight are the directing uh, nominations. You go first. Uh, I'm The Revenant. I think Alejandro González Inarritu is going to be the first guy to win it uh, two times in a row. Uh, that's right. Like he got it 90s. for Birdman, didn't he? Yeah, he got it for Birdman last year, and I think that's how they're going to reward The Revenant this year is with the directing. I think that it's a safe choice. I'm going to, to be different, I'm actually going to go with Spotlight. Good call. I think he might sneak in there. I also think it could be George Miller for Mad Max, too, but hey, The Revenant is my pick. All right. Uh, okay. Documentary. Documentary, uh, one of which I've seen, so here we go. Uh, Making a, a Murderer. <laughs> not a nominated. Though, Damn again, it. if you'd like to put it in for a write-in, feel free. No, no, no. I learned last year that doesn't work. The names are Amy, Cartel Land, The Look of Silence, What Happened, Miss Simone, and Winter on Fire, Ukraine's Fight for Freedom. Uh, you pick first, this one. What was the second one you said? Cartel Land. There's Amy, Cartel Land, The Look of Silence, What Happened, Miss Simone, and Winter on Fire, Ukraine's Fight for Freedom. I'm going to go with Cartel Land. That sounds like something the Oscars would like to announce on their stage. That is one. I watched that. It's actually really good. It's on Netflix. Uh, so is Winter on Fire and What Happened, Miss Simone, but I haven't watched either one. I'm going to pick Amy because I haven't seen it, and I like the name Amy. That's <laughs> We should probably do a review of it real quick. <laughs> we should. There's this chick named Amy, <laughs> there is. And, uh, and she did some shit and then stopped doing it. Oh, man. That was crazy. What she was doing the stuff? <laughs> oh, I was I know, like, right? well, well, spoilers, dude. Spoilers. Come on. Ah, I was like, Amy, don't do that stuff. I know, and then she did, and but she then did. she stopped. You know, there's a uh, there's a um, porno version of Amy named Amy as well. Uh, that's <laughs> out there. You can watch it filmed live in San Diego, in case anyone <laughs> wants to see that. Uh, anyway, moving on to best short documentary, the one where Seth and I guess because we have no flipping idea. <laughs> uh, you it know, always comes down to these. You know that, right? We get all <laughs> the ones right together. Like, we tie, sure. and then these are the random ones. Like, yeah, I totally knew it would be that thing about the Lego yeah. mold maker. That's how it is every year. It comes down to luck, usually, folks. Uh, <laughs> best short documentary, Body Team 12, Chow, Beyond the Lines, Cloud Landsman, Specters of the Shoah, A Girl in the River, The Price of Forgiveness, and last day of freedom. Those are your five choices. I need to ask: Is the girl in the river the price of forgiveness? Is that one title, or is that two? Things? That is one title. That's one title. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's tricky. Uh, also, Cloud Landsman, Specters of the Showa is one title, and so is Chow Beyond the Lines. Those are all. It's very, very hyphenated this year. It is this, this, this category. I'm gonna go with the girl in the river. Girl in the river, which the price just of forgiveness. Makes me sound creepy. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I'm going to go with Cloud Landsman, Specters of the Shoah, because there's a Jewish word in that, and if Hollywood has taught me anything, it's that there's a ton of Jewish people there. They're going to vote for that because they probably didn't watch any of these either. So <laughs> Cloud Landsman is my choice. All right. Uh, we're up to the film editing category. The nominees are The Big Short, Mad Max, The Revenant, Spotlight, and Star Wars, The Force oh. Awakens. I got to go Star Wars just because it's in there. It is It is available. I'm going to go Mad Max because I flip and love the way they edited that mother. So Mad Max uh, for me. Uh, are you sticking with you your know Star Wars? You know lightsabers aren't real, right, bro? 
I I I don't know. Lightsabers lightsabers are real. They're totally real. Another podcast. Anyway. Okay. So we're we're good there. Oh yeah, Editing. I'm going Star Wars. Okay, and I'm gonna be right, and you're gonna cry. All right, there we go. Like, literally, one of the things I'm gonna make you do on Facebook is cry. I'm gonna make you video yourself crying. All all I'll have to think of is the time I watched Star Wars: Mia Force Awakens, <laughs> and I will weep openly. <laughs> that poor poor donkey with a wig. Um. So the nominees for foreign language film. Speaking of other countries and films that hopefully are not. Please tell me, other. Star Wars: Me Force Awakens is nominated. It is. No, it's not. Um. So. The name, the great names this year. Uh, let's let's see which one sounds the most like a porno. <laughs> and I'm sorry, foreign language films. I want to say that I enjoy the foreign language films. They really are awesome. But also, a lot of the times, the names just sound like pornos. The the nominees are Mustang, Embrace of the Serpent, um. son, right, <laughs> Son of Saul, Thebe, and A War. Well, I'm going to go with the most like a porno, which is the serpent one. Embrace of the Serpent is your choice. I'm going to go with Son of Saul because it was playing at some theaters near my house, and that usually means people watched it, and they always vote for that one. So Son of Saul, that's my reasoning. Uh, And Seth goes for Embrace of the Serpent, and God help me if he's right. Let's face it. If that's not a porn, it's at least a uh, romance novel. This is true. Uh, Makeup and hairstyling is our next one. Uh, the nominees are Mad Max Fury Road, the 100-year... Okay, wow. Okay, this is the title of the film. Get ready. There's only three nominees in this category. Mad Max, The Revenant, and the 100-year-old man who climbed out the window and disappeared. That is the name of the third nomination. Oh. Yep. Um, You chose last... or I mean, first last time, so I'm going to pick Mad Max this time for makeup and hairstyling because that movie kicked ass. With the makeup and hairstyling, it did. But I actually am gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the Revenant because First. Mad Max, like they had, you know, they had like yeah, they shaved um, what's her name's head, and they, uh, you know, they painted their faces with chrome and they wore white on their face. But um, you know, there were some there were some characters that were intriguing, but um, I feel like they they accomplished more practically in the Revenant. They did. I think it'll come down to showy or practical. It'll be the decision yeah. what people choose. So uh, so you've gone with the Revenant, I've gone with Mad Max, and no one chose the 100-year-old man who climbed out the window and disappeared. Probably the winner. Um, now i got to watch that film. I'll, if I do, we'll totally talk about it. Uh, best original score. Bridge of Spies, Carol, The Hateful Eight, Sicario, and Star Wars, Mia Force Awakens. Just Star Wars. What, really? The porn? No, oh. it's Star Wars. That one was done entirely on a uh, squeeze box in the back room of a Mexican brothel. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Star Wars: The Force Awakens. You'd be surprised how good the Star Wars theme sounds uh, from the back room of a brothel on a squeeze box, played by I, a I, large Mexican man with a mustache named Juan. Cl- by the way, just him. to just to, to to segue really quick here because you brought that up, have you listened to any of the melodica covers of uh, <laughs> John Williams? Yes. Stuff? They're all so gold. good. They're all gold. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with The Hateful Eight because uh, it was actually a really good score. It's one of my favorite things about that movie was the score was really good. Sicario, yeah. also a great score, but Hateful Eight was just damn good. Opening so You're song going Hateful was, Eight and I'm going Star Wars? Awesome. Uh, yeah, it appears so. Uh, let's see. 
We're up to music, best original song, Earned It from Fifty Shades of Grey, Manta Ray from Racing Extinction, Simple Song Number 3 from Youth, Till It Happens to You, The Hunting Ground, and Writings on the Wall from Spectre. What was the first two again? Earned It, Fifty Shades of Grey, and Manta Ray from Racing Extinction. I have no idea what that movie's about. I'm going to go with the the one from Spectre, and I also want to say that I hope they at least perform the fucking songs at the Oscars this year. Right. They don't do it they anymore. They doing like, what that, the shit? and it's really stupid. Yeah, I'm like, it was always one of my favorite parts. Um, I'm going right? to go with uh, Till It Happens to You, The Hunting Ground, because I heard the song, and it's actually pretty damn good. So okay. I'm going to go with that one. Production Fine. design. Do it. Gosh. Bridge of Spies, The Danish Girl, Mad Max, The Martian, and The Revenant. Which one will win production design? Uh, who's choosing first, you or me? You. Oh, Mad Max. The production design was like 20 years in the making. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go with Mad Max, too. Cause, yeah, that was... cop- yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, don't, I get don't me wrong. call me copying it. I... <laughs> All five of those were great choices, but Mad Max. I mean, that was in, that was like ninety percent of the movie's awesomeness was this production right. film. All right, we're getting towards the end. Uh, short film animated. This is the other one where Seth and I guess. Maybe uh, not. If Feast is in there, I'm going with Feast. Feast is not in here. Damn it. Bear story, prologue, Sanjay's super team. We can't live without Cosmos and World of Tomorrow. I'm gonna go with World of Tomorrow. I'm gonna go with Bear Story because I wanna I wanna pretend that it's a, a the the mini film about the bear that fought Leo in the Revenant. <laughs> it's just it's just a short film about what he did right before he met Leo, and like he was right. just like hanging out with and his like cubs. it was a total misunderstanding. Yeah, it's like, hey, bro, whoa, why are you fighting me? I don't understand. Why don't you shoot at me? <laughs> Damn it, bro. Bear Story. So Bear Story is mine. World of Tomorrow is yours. Yep. Uh, another guesser, short film, live action. Let's get these out of the road. Uh, Ave Maria, Day One, Everything Will Be Okay, Alles Weird Gut. That's the, what it says. Shock, spelled eight, S-H-O-K, no C, and Stutterer. Er-er-er-er-er-er. That's my I'm choice. Gonna go with the- yeah, that's yours, okay. I'm going to go with the, uh, the, I almost said the vermin, the German one. Alle wir de gut, everything will be okay. Actually, is that Swedish? Uh, you know, you are putting way too much faith in my knowledge of European languages. <laughs> I that think one, it's though, that's the one German I'm going with. or Swedish, yeah. Okay, so you're choosing everything will be okay, alles wir de gut, and I'm choosing stutter, rr, 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 rr. Does it really say it that many times? No, it just says stutterer, but I like to be okay. a dick, particularly to the- you are. To the poor films that are like, no one knows us, please. Um, sound editing. Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, Sicario, and Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Star Wars. You're going with Star Wars? <laughs> We're uh, betting heavy that uh, it's going to be a big <laughs> year for Star Wars here, folks. Let's see. This is the sound editing. I'm going with mm-hmm. The Revenant. I had to look at my list. I was like, because uh, we're into the section where I don't remember what I picked. Uh, and we'll just keep on going. I just want to point out that I love that you've sat down and pre-picked yours, and I'm literally hearing them as you say them and picking on the fly. Hey, I'm sorry, man. One of us is committed to Oscar gold, and one mm-hmm. of us is picking Star Wars. And pretty and sure Bane. I beat you last year, but anyway, go ahead. We'll see. 
Uh, sound mixing. I'm also picking The Revenant here. Uh, Bridge of Spies, Mad Max, The Martian, The Revenant, and Star Wars, The Force Awakens. <laughs> guess what I'm going with, Brian? I'm going to guess The Martian because you love space. No, silly. Star Wars, duh. Because you love space, I'm guessing. There Star we go. Star Wars. So you picked Star Wars for both the sound ones, and I picked The Revenant. So we'll see. Uh, maybe, and I, I really hope in the bear wins out there. Best visual effects. Okay, I'm picking The Revenant, so there we go. Uh, do what you are, what the other choices? No- the nominees are The Revenant, Star Wars, Ex Machina, Mad Max, and The Martian. I'm picking The Revenant. Star Wars. All right. We are lit. This, this is going to come down to which one wins, Star Wars or The Revenant. Shit. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What, what was that category again? <laughs> that was visual effects. Oh, shit. See, it, it, th- this is where I always get myself in trouble because I'm still staying with Star Wars because I think they're going to go CGI type stuff as special effects, although that fucking bear was amazing. Yep. Um, uh, you're probably right, but I'm going to go Star Wars because it's one of those where it comes down to what do they consider? Do they consider makeup a visual effect at that point? I think, I think it's going to come down to, for, for me, the reason I'm picking The Revenant over Star Wars, which had a lot of the great bear. effects is that uh, you have to think about who the Academy is. Old white people that hate loud things. So The Revenant was mostly quiet except for that CGI bear, and so they're going to love the CGI bear they're voting for. That's why I'm picking it. I'm not picking it because I think it's the best visual effects. Honestly, I thought uh, a lot of the other ones had better visual effects. I'm just playing the odds of old white people going, oh, yeah, that one had a bear. Yeah, I didn't even see (laughs) Star Wars. What the fuck is that? Right. That's my okay. guess. That's fair. Okay, uh, we're down to the last two categories. Uh, best screen, best adapted screenplay. The nominees. Oh yeah, we haven't had any writing ones. Yeah, no writing ones yet. They, they're last. Uh, adapted yeah. screenplay: The Big Short, Brooklyn, Carol, The Martian, and Room. I'm gonna go The Martian. You're going Martian. I'm going The Big Short. I, I really like that movie. And I hope they reward it. I think they'll give it adapted screenplay. So Martian and The Big Short. Uh, writing original screenplay. I'm going to the, guess then the last one is the best original screenplay. You, you are correct. And the nominees are Bridge of Spies, Ex Machina, Inside Out, Spotlight, and Straight Out of Compton. I've got to go Inside Out. That movie was just so good. It was phenomenally well written. I'm going to go with Spotlight because I am, again... Playing the uh, playing the thing here, the and Academy I, I think card. I think I think the Academy wants to give Best Picture to Spotlight, but they're gonna give it to The Revenant instead, and so they'll give Spotlight original screenplay because that'll be. Like, Remind oh, me, did you did you go Inside Out for animated feature, or did you deviate? Nope, I went Inside Out. I'm not insane. Okay. <laughs> All right. And uh, you know the other thing that could happen here is that they give Straight Outta Compton the original screenplay in an attempt to. Placate, placate their the idea. Unfortunately for them, jokes on them. It was written by two white guys. So uh, <laughs> good luck on that one, Oscars, when they wander up there and you guys just look like dicks. And that's it. Those are uh, all of the nominees. Unless you want to get into the technical Oscars, which we don't. No, so, no, unfortunately, no one does. They're great, but uh, they don't. So yeah. So that's it. Those are our picks for the year, folks. Really, really dig in and uh, feel free to send your picks into us. Yeah, however, absolutely. I'll tell you what, if uh, 
if anybody, uh, if any of our listeners out there, although you are going to be on the clock, because I have a feeling this episode at best will get out the day before the Oscars or the day <laughs> of in the morning, if we're lucky. But it's true. Um, any of our listeners out there that happen to be on it and hear it and want to do this before the Oscars error, error, <laughs> wow, that was a Freudian slip, error. before the Oscars error, uh, submit your picks. And I'll tell you what, if somebody out there beats us, then you'll get to you'll get to decide one of the Friday challenges. Fair enough. Unless you literally tell us to like go play in traffic, in which case, fuck you. I'll do it. <laughs> Give me enough Mike's harder strawberry lemonade. I'll go do it. <laughs> but you have to send me a six pack of Deadpool Collectors Edition themed limited collectible Mike's harder strawberry lemonade, which is so delicious. That I don't even care that a pandage is in a rag and wrung it out and then spit in it and I'm drinking it because it's so good. And on that note, <laughs> <sighs> thanks, thanks for literally slurping into the mic. I'm sure, I'm sure our boss loves you getting all that pandages Howard. all over the equipment, all over my chin. Oh God. Um, but yeah, on that note, I think. Uh, I think we should wrap this one up here, and uh, we need to. We 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 took a nice extended break, uh, hibernating for the winter. Um, we went from weekly to literally monthly, <laughs> but um, true. we are. We've had the, to to be honest with uh, with our listeners. We did have some personnel changes at Dryer Productions that was affecting some stuff, but we're still here. That's what matters, and uh, and so we're gonna. We're gonna keep these coming more frequently. Uh, clearly, we've already kind of halfway written the next episode of the podcast anyway, just by things we couldn't fit into this one. Yep, that's what she said. So, um, but yeah, so make sure to uh, tune into our show, tune into the Oscars, and find out which one of us was right, or tune into our next show when you'll hear me gloating about beating Brian. And of course. Keep an eye out for the Downstairs Neighbors Facebook page because that is going to have some entertaining tidbits of stuff on it in the coming month here and in the month of March. Yes, it will. Some truly exciting stuff. Yarp. But as always, we do want to thank you for listening. This has been Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. I'm Brian. And we'll catch you next time. And I love pandas. There's a chorus of opinions But you know what you love Don't let them tell you no Don't let them talk that shit The only thing they'll give you Is reasons you should quit Don't let them get you down You just stand up tall Sometimes everybody This has been a Dry Run production.